0: yo welcome back or welcome to the educated food podcast i'm one half of the educated foods this is dr j and
1: this is your other half jerrell welcome back to another week everybody what's up
0: welcome back to another week and as we say Every week. Like us, rate us, review us, follow us, share us, tell us, tell your kim folks about us as we try to grow this educated food empire. Mm-hmm. This week, I mean, I mean we're recording on the heels of the UNLV shooter. So Yeah. It yeah. will especially given our positionality, our careers, um we we definitely gotta talk about it. So we'll be mm-hmm. we'll be having a conversation about the UNLV shooter um a couple interesting stories that that came across my my timeline as we were prepping for this show um that we'll we'll jump into um actually I just thought about one right now that I wanted to discuss i didn't bring it i didn't bring it to you, but it revolves around paying for a holiday party we will we'll talk about that <laughs> um, okay yeah it is yeah it'll be fun it'll be fun it'll be a fun one um and very on the heels of of a heavy topic. But before we get into this topic that is really heavy, let's check in. How you doing, man?
1: Yeah, I'm go- I'm doing good, man. I just came back from a conference. I'm teleworking today, so you know everything is everything. I feel bad because my team hasn't seen me since Friday, and I'm one of those supervisors who's like, I need to be in the office. I need to be in the office just so at least my team knows I'm there or feels me present. And I had a lunch for them yesterday that I unfortunately scheduled before I knew that I was going to a conference or that I was told to go to a conference. And so um, they had a ball yesterday. And so I'm like, well, damn, (laughs) do y'all need me here?
0: (laughs) Don't have too much fun while I'm away.
1: (laughs) Right. But it was good to see everybody like in good spirits and all that kind of stuff like that, especially as we wind down the semester. It has been a very trying fall semester with a lot of student issues, a lot of mental health concerns, things of that nature. And so we are ready for our break because I feel like my team has and 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 all other teams have more than earned this upcoming break.
0: For sure. For sure. Mm-hmm. One of, we we've been having this conversation um here on campus and I've been having it with other colleagues in higher ed mm-hmm. specifically. because uh, this is kind of like the first full semester we have where like our campus is like back, like there's so mm-hmm. many students here on campus. And one thing we're starting to notice and realize we're we're like the effects that COVID has had on so many of our incoming students as it relates yeah. to um, engaging with other people, relationships with other people, mental health concerns, like just being back, like, around a sea of people and not really understanding how to engage social cues like there's so many things going on and I think it is a direct reflection of a lot of these students were locked away for like two to three years going to school completely virtually and not having to engage and interact with people in an outside setting in a classroom Um, and, and having to deal with the effects and trauma of that has really impacted a lot of Mm -hmm. our areas and it is, this has been a long semester.
1: It has been a very
0: long long. semester, long semester. So I I feel you. I feel you. I feel you.
1: How you doing brother? You doing all right?
0: Um, I'm good. I'm tired. Uh, my, my baby girl, Carmen has, she's had a fever now Mm. almost for a whole week.
1: Ooh, okay. We've
0: yeah. been to the emergency two times. Um, I'm I'm checking my phone because we might it might be a third time to this morning. Um, it's just we give her medicine, fever goes down, medicine wears off, it's right back up into the hundreds. Um huh. and the hard thing about four year olds, it's when they express their hurting, you want to believe and listen to them. Mm-hmm. And then she will do an action that like negates me really <laughs> feeling like you're hurt, right? Mm-hmm.
1: So, because like I mean, example,
0: uh, go ahead. Like example is like her stomach hurt. Like she's been saying, like my stomach hurt, my my tummy hurt, right? Like really, really bad. I can't eat, or she'll say I can't swallow because her like because so, her sore throat, right? So, like for her tummy, I don't know what I was doing yesterday with her or two days ago. And all of a sudden she started, I put like my hand up while she's laying on her back. Mm-hmm. Right? I put my, I put my hand up. She puts her foot on my hand and then she starts pushing like with pressure, pushing my hand back. All right. And it was like, mm-hmm. she's doing crutches. I'm like, if your stomach hurt, how are you doing this? <laughs> like
1: <She's> a Four year old. <laughs> I know, but
0: it's just like, I don't, I'm like, do it hurt when you do that? She's like, no, it doesn't hurt when I do this. It actually makes my stomach feel better. Like this to me, Okay. she make your stomach hurt more, right? Ooh. And then like she says, like her, her throat hurts, she can't eat anything. And then like my in-law sent me a photo because she's taking my sister in law taking care of them while we at work.
1: Mm-hmm. And they were like
0: decorating cookies. I'm like, <laughs> I thought her stomach hurt. <laughs> like it could thought she be. can't swallow. But
1: Both she can eat these can damn cookies. The hey, hey. <laughs> oh. She's four. You, but you that's want- the hard part. Four year olds can eat snow in a hellstorm, boy. I'm telling you.
0: Like, so, and
1: they will be perfectly fine. She's four years old. Like, get, I know. Give that girl some, some grace.
0: But that's the thing, like, but she has this fever since like yeah. Saturday afternoon. Yeah, that's true, too. And like we knew she was sick because we were supposed to go to Disneyland on Sunday. Mm. She woke up on Sunday and I was like, hey, baby, you want to get ready to go to Disneyland? And she was like, No. Mm. That's when we that, knew, like, that's oh, very yo, telling she's sick like carmen does not give up an opportunity to go to disneyland she was like nope and she slept to like 12 that day like noon like twelve thirty. hmm and then but so you know so she's been sleeping with us every night just so we can like hear her like we want to make sure if her temperature's getting too high we want to hear any changes in her breathing like we want to hear all these things so like we haven't really been sleeping well because we're so in tune to make it sure like our baby is okay. You know what I mean? So um it's been a long week with that, but joy's a parenthood. Joy's a mm-hmm. parenthood. You Enjoy should come those. and join us. You should come no, and join us.
1: Not at all. <laughs> Have at it. These are your poor choices. Sorry. No. Uh-uh. <laughs> Nothing I would ever want to engage in. Nothing I <laughs> ever want to participate <laughs> with.
0: So I, yeah, I'm in full support. <laughs> Yeah, no, I support no, everybody's no. dreams. Y'all don't want yeah. kids, I support that. You want kids, I support that. It's mm-hmm. crazy because uh, Shanti announced she's pregnant, right? Or at least,
1: and I'm like, why would the you do tabloids that
0: or whatever announced she's pregnant? Why would you do
1: that to
0: yourself? <laughs> but somebody, like your somebody on Twitter was like, okay, but somebody on Twitter called her selfish. Like called them selfish for having a baby at forty. Like you're so selfish. I'm like, yo, how does that make you selfish? <laughs> If there's a lot that of older no adults sense. having having children right now, um, yeah, but anyway, no anyway, anyway yeah. let's um let's jump into this um unfortunate reoccurring topic that we have in America, mm-hmm. and that is senseless deaths at the hands of guns, and at um with people with guns, right. Um, so it was interesting because yesterday I was in my student government meeting talking to my student government students. I get mm-hmm. an alert that there's um there might be a in on UNOV's campus. Yes, and I'm like, damn, here we go again. You know what I mean? Like, here we go again. Um, and then after that meeting, I hop into my care team meeting. For those who aren't in the higher ed realm, um. A care team or a bit team is teams on university campuses that um, are put together for for students or people of concern like this to try mm-hmm. to assess if a student who's having any type of issue or employee employees having any type of issue, mental physical breakdown. What is their potential level of threat to the campus as we try to keep our campuses safe as? Unfortunately, shootings just happen every few months on campuses, right? So, it's universities and colleges' attempts to try to keep the campus safe. So we're in that meeting, and then we get the full alert that there were three injured at the time, and the gunman was gunman was uh, murdered.
1: Yeah, and this is so unfortunate as like, the because smoke we. Smoke settled a little bit. Mm-hmm. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, it's unfortunate because as no, we I'm saying, as you to have these situations we ultimately have to realize that something has to give, right? Like we have to be in a space where something clicks, something makes sense, something has to give and things of that nature. Because one of the things that I'm very concerned about is the fact that people can't even be in spaces of academic integrity, academic promotion, all that kind of stuff like that without being faced with some of these gripping fears of if, I don't do what someone says, or I don't adapt to someone's understanding of the world, or I don't adapt to someone's ideas, then that could ultimately lead to me losing my life. Or, you know, if we are in a situation where someone doesn't get a position or whatever have you, or they're terminated from a position, does that mean that I am going to lose my life as a result of that? We have to come to the realization that we need some kind of mental health something, like, we need to take care of people's mental health because people are not okay. And very basic things or, or, or things that we consider basic once, in the, once upon a time, like, you know, the termination of someone from a position or someone not being hired for something or uh, telling a student that they can't do what they wanted to do ultimately leads to a repercussion that ends your life. This is not okay. And I think the greater problem is a societal problem where we have to take care of the bare basics, which is universal health care and access to mental health care to folks on a broader basis. We can't do this, you know, come as you can pay type of situation anymore. Right? Like, And I know that that's how capitalism works. I know that's how the beast feeds itself and all that kind of stuff like that. But we have to get out of that because we're seeing too many lives ended because we choose to engage in this very nihilistic, capitalistic society that is not getting us anywhere. It's not getting us anything, but more death and destruction and getting the rich richer. And that ain't even us.
0: And One of the things that's the scariest thing about it, right? Um, So here at UNOV, it happened on a campus, right? And we Uh tend to um, try to equate, like, mass shootings with, like, it's happening at schools and it's happening at, like, a workplace. And then we forget all of the other random locations that it happens, right? Happening at a park here in um, Los Angeles or in Birmingham, Alabama, happening in the UAB hospital, like, in the ER room, yeah, right? At the hospital, um, I think years back, happening at the movie theater, um happening in clubs, happening in grocery stores, um or just randomly on the street, right? The world that we live in, particularly here in the states, is mm-hmm. just unsafe because of how easy it is to access guns. Mm. like it's insane. That everywhere we go, I got I'm looking around trying to figure out what my exit plan is. What is my extra strategy? Right. Like I'm sitting here with my daughters at Disney on ice and I'm like, where's my nearest exit? If someone was to come in here and try to mow this place down, like, where do I go? How do I protect my children? That shouldn't be a normal thought or occurrence that you need to have. When you're just out trying to enjoy your life and enjoy your day, right? Yeah. Like, all right, I'm at the parade. How quickly can I get to my car at this parade if somebody just randomly wants to start firing in the crowd at this parade? There is a sickness in our country. And this sickness is continuing to be perpetuated and funded by I know people get upset when we say white supremacy because there's nothing but white men and white men continually doing everything in their power to ensure that we are weaponized or they are weaponized out of fear, out of irrational fears. Absolutely. Literally, a lot of irrational fears. There is not there's never going to be an uprising of black people running into your homes, taking your shit.
1: Yeah, no, it's not who we are, and if anything, it is the reverse effect happening to black people as we go deeper into the depths of capitalism, is that poor people. Those people who are disproportionately poor, of course, are people of color because racism and white supremacy. And side note, I'm going to venture off onto a curve here. I didn't even know that people got agitated when we said white supremacy. But if you do get agitated when we say white supremacy, <laughs> white, supremacy white supremacy, white supremacy, we're going to keep saying it because the shit is true. And what you need to do is get the fuck out your feelings and move around, Ho, because white supremacy is something that is very real. And it's ever-present, and we live in it. And just because you are not a victim of it does not mean that you're not around it, and you're not a part of it, and you probably don't benefit from it. You're fish and water. But anyway, I digress. So back to what I was saying, though, we are always in this space, and it's terrifying. And also, you know, like, white supremacy, you know, as we, like I said, as we dive into deeper into the depths of capitalism... People of color who are disproportionately more marginalized than any other or marginalized than any other race and ethnicity and things of that nature. Poor people are not going into white neighborhoods. Poor people are in their neighborhoods. Crimes by association, crimes by proximity are happening in our neighborhoods even more so now than they would in white people's neighborhoods. So, again, they're not seeing the full crux of all of this. They're not seeing this in totality. They're only getting the tip of the iceberg and what they see on TV and all this other kind of stuff like that, what they hear on Fox News, because I'm sure they listen to that shit too. But what we're getting is disproportionately unfair in our community. Not only are we not receiving the services, but we're also getting the aftermath and the after effects of it. And that is what we need to really focus on. And We also need to, you know, as people of color, and I mean all people of color, we got to push back against this shit because it is affecting us.
0: I mean, so mass shooting, right, is typically defined as when one or more, they're starting to adapt it to like two or more people are killed or multiple people are um, injured simultaneously with a firearm right so that's mm-hmm. typically um the definition of mass shooting you want to guess how many mass shootings we've had um in the united states this year
1: 266,874 <laughs> <laughs> So let me know <laughs> i'm sorry that's that's not funny
0: but <laughs> 627 ridiculous ridiculous 627. There's been 33,000 deaths. Like, it's, I don't know what more, like, and that's just over the past week at 335 deaths over the past week, 552 injuries.
1: Oh.
0: Like, that's via guns. Over the past year, 33,000. Deaths, 64,485 injuries over the past year. Over the past five years, 109,37,000 deaths, 211,96 injuries over the past five years. Just do the guns. Just do the guns. Those numbers are outrageous when they can easily be solvable. Mm Mm-hmm easily be solvable and this is coming from someone who owns a like I legally own a gun like I'm a legal gun carrying person right it's in a safe at home you know why because the rest of y'all out there are crazy and got guns yeah right that's literally what it's that's literally what I have my gun for right I know I got I got an uncle I got not an uncle my, my cousin former military he got an arsenal of guns but he's a hunter he only going out hunting deer and elk's his favorite thing to cook is raccoon. <laughs> I don't know where this dude, born and raised in Los Angeles, started loving raccoon, but yeah, he'll Eating cook coon. you up a raccoon. He'll, oh he'll cook God. you up a raccoon. Um, but it's 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 insane and it, it's scary because you don't know when it's gonna happen. You don't know who it can be. Um, and we we can't always equate gun violence with mental health issues because that's not always a thing like we are so, always so quick to jump to oh the ones who are doing mass shootings have mental health problems or some sort of disability when that has not been proven to be true this dude at UNOV was a PhD who's been working at universities um in North Carolina and other places across the United States he's a 67 or 63 year old man I, I'm blanking because the the screen closed homie um uh, who was looking to be hired as a professor at UNOV and didn't get the job, allegedly. Right? That's that's what is being reported. Right? It was a someone who was looking to hopefully get a get hired at UNOV, didn't get hired and open fired on people. Like came back yeah. home and open fired on people. Oh. But this also speaks to now I'm not I'm not I'm, there's no way in the world I'm going to justify and I'm not ever going to justify someone taking innocent lives for no reason. Mm -hmm. But if you look at the way in which we sit in this world and our positionality in this world today, particularly in the United States, right? Where it's easy to get access to guns and inflation is still kicking our ass and people are being evicted, not having livable wages. like All these things are driving people to the brink. Yep. Like it is driving people to the brink, and it's all once again due to capitalism. The prices of all these things make zero sense. They just keep jacking up prices on everything. Like I, I'll try to find this article before we get off this pod today to talk about the price increase of fast food. Like what was designed and built to be affordable for people is no longer affordable. Which makes like what's the point of fast food if it's no longer affordable?
1: it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I we're death spiraling. Like we are we are headed towards the true and utter collapse of <laughs> what we see as our society. It is it is failing all around us every single day. Look at the crime in D.C. right now, like the nation's capital. It is staggering because D.C. is overwhelmingly poor in certain wards. In certain parts of D.C., it is overwhelmingly poor. In the richest nation, in its capital.
0: (laughs) Yo, so as I pull up this New York Post article where I I first saw it, right, you know there's a McDonald's in Connecticut, guess how much it costs for number one, which is a Big Mac meal at McDonald's in Connecticut, at this one location in Connecticut.
1: I I know what it costs for number one here, which is almost $10.
0: Okay, almost $10 for you. This one location in Connecticut, $18 for Big Mac (laughs) fries and a drink. $18. $18. Ridiculous. Like, why? Why? Once again, and fast food, which is located in our food deserts in all of our inner cities, where this literally the easiest and almost only access to food you really have that has very little nutritional value and good for you are scattered throughout our inner cities. And McDonald's raised their prices 20% last year. Mm. Right. In California, where the minimum wage is set to go up to $20 per hour, $20 an hour. Right. That's where it's set to go up to. But instead of corporations taking on that extra bit of money to pay their employees a little bit wage, they pass it down to us. Mm. Ridiculous. So prices are just going to keep skyrocketing because greedy corporations are not going to pay the bill. They're going to make us pay the bill. So if you you couple that with people not being able to get jobs that they are seeking or wanting or trained or educated to do, the price of living, like the home prices is crazy in California. I don't know about the rest of the world, but trying to get a home currently in Southern California is damn near an impossible feat to get a, a home that is not a fixer-upper, something you can move in ready to, is damn near impossible today.
1: Ooh, Collapse, societal collapse. Like, ooh, my God.
0: And it's all due to greed. All, all due to greed. greed. I all mean, we saw greed. the
1: housing crisis of 2008, right? That should have been an early warning And yes, that was very bad for some people who lost their houses, but it's going to be, that's, that's a signal for something even worse to come because that wasn't, that wasn't it. That was just a signaling Mm. of something far more worse to come.
0: Like I've been sitting for the last year and a half, like, oh, the price, the the market is going to come down. It's going to balance itself out. I'll be able to buy a new home. Nope. I'm still living with my sister in law mhm right and I have a job that should afford me the ability to buy a home comfortably
1: oh. so absolutely outstanding but
0: this 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 world is trash um or at least the United States currently is trash, speaking yeah, of trash absolutely. Oh I am going to try to transition to something a little bit more lighthearted here. Mm-hmm. So I saw a post and I wanna say it was on Twitter or X or whatever we're calling that platform nowadays. Who knows? Um <laughs> The unknown. There was the yeah, there was a a young lady who posted this on Twitter. So I wanted to I wanted to bring it to you and see. Mm-hmm. Let's have a conversation. <laughs> Because okay. it it's low-key, low-key kind of the predicament. I'm kind of in, but not. So okay. this young lady posts, y'all, my job is making us pay $20 per person to cover catering costs for the holiday party. Never in all my years of my employment has that ever happened. So I'm thrown off. Am I tripping or is this something or is this some wild-ish? So. In your years of experience, Jerrell, have you ever had to come out of pocket for a holiday party at one of your jobs?
1: Only something that the staff was throwing amongst the staff that wasn't sponsored <laughs> by the actual like institution or the place. If the staff was throwing it just as like a office law, you know, bring some some stuff, but it's usually like a potluck or something like that. Or if there is catering, it's usually like Chick-fil-A or something like that where one person would pay for it and we just cash App that person or whatever have you. But I've never seen anything that was sponsored by the actual institution or the department or whatever have you where they were like, okay, and by the way, you have to pay $20 into this to enjoy it. No, not at all.
0: So this is where like I always try to dive and get more context on things because people like to post stuff and don't really give context. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I try to put this in the realm of my context, my frame of reference, which is always higher ed. Cause that's the career I've been in for the now 13 years. Mm-hmm. And have I ever had to do that? Yes. And no. So I've done them in, in situations like this, right? The staff decided to put something together. Um, and the reason why is when you work in a place that has like restricted funds, Mm-hmm. And you only could use your funds on a certain particular thing. A holiday party is not one of those things. Gotcha. Oh, right. Mm. So it's like, all right, we can't use really the state money with mm-hmm. government money to throw this holiday party. And if this is something right. that y'all, wanna, y'all want y'all, as um, a team builder or as just collaboration amongst each other to end the year, we have to get creative with that. And that might be a potluck right or that might be if we want someone to cater y'all might have to kind of tip in a little bit as the supervisor I tend to take on a heavier cost of it right so it's not so much on my staff but it's happened before it's happened before Um, or like this year I have to come out of pocket for like decorations because that is something they won't fund right like I can't they won't fund the decorations but they'll fund the food mm-hmm. so but this post has gotten over like Two thousand, re like comments on it. Oh, um,
1: so what are the people saying?
0: So one, I didn't know this. So shout out to this Twitter user is, um, you can write it. As, you can do it as a tax write off if you do pay the twenty dollars. <laughs> um, so <laughs> you can pay the twenty dollars, do it as a tax write off. Uh, shout out, but. I mean, the like consensus
1: point is 0.2% two, two or 0.2%. <laughs> yeah, tax yeah, right.
0: I mean, the consensus is not, they're not doing it. The company's crazy. Get, to, get the F out of here, yada, yada. But then one comment actually <laughs> brought me back to what I had to, what I went to last week was a retirement party at a, at a college, at, at a former institution that I, my undergrad actually,
1: mm-hmm. um,
0: person who there was retiring and they threw their own retirement party.
1: No, see, no, that's <laughs> not cool. That's not okay. <laughs> no one should be so, throwing their own retirement party.
0: So, like, they gave her, they gave this person like 700 bucks and was like, that's your retirement, like your your partying retirement thing. You can do whatever you want with the 700 bucks. So, they threw themselves uh-huh. a retirement party.
1: But, <laughs> no, oh. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs>
0: but like it low key made sense to me a little bit because when they told me this person was retiring, they had a party. I'm like, why is this person having a party? Like I get, they worked there for a long time, but like, I just didn't really see like a reason for them yeah. to have a party, like a retirement party. And then yeah. it all made sense when I found out, when I got more information, it was like, Oh no, the, the college wasn't doing this. You wanted to go out with a bang, which granted to each his own. Um, yeah but so that happens as well you have to pay for your own <laughs> well, retirement
1: <laughs> i guess so oh, shit. Yeah.
0: that's that's very interesting
1: but all right whatever have you it wouldn't be me i just wouldn't have a retirement party i'd be like deuces hoe i'm out of because i ain't doing bucks that and- yeah
0: yeah. Did but else they didn't have mind.
1: a they didn't have a supervisor who did that. Like I know for all of my direct reports, if someone were leaving, like one of my directors left, um, right at the tail end of the summer, but he didn't want anything. He didn't want a retirement party. I mean, he wasn't retiring, but he didn't want like a going mm-hmm. away party, anything like that. Um, I kind of insisted, and he came back with a no, and so I was like, cool, <laughs> it's a no, and so. We didn't do anything, but pe- so I. Here's how I take it: so people who directly report to me, I'll do their like retirement parties. I'll do their going aways if they're leaving or whatever have you. People below them, and below them, and below them down that org line, I, y'all, y'all take care of that. I ain't got time for that. I got five people who deport, report directly to me, and that is enough within itself <laughs> to drive me nuts. So, yeah.
0: Um, uh, I tell uh, one of my things when I when I introduce myself to staff and I'm get and my staff gets to know me, I let them know off the rip like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, recognition is a weakness of mine. Mm, gotcha. <laughs> like yep. That's recognition fair. is a weakness, right? Yeah. Like, um, so I'm sorry if you are looking for like mm-hmm. parties and accolade type stuff. Like, I'll tell you in your one on one, yo, you did a great job, but like, yeah that's about as far as it's going to go for me. Um yeah. Unless it's like, you know, like administrative assistant day, like I, I do stuff for my administrative assistant because she's the one who really makes all this shit work. Right.
1: <laughs> um, exactly. I show up,
0: she do everything. So like she gets the recognition. Like, administrative assistants always get recognition from me because
1: mm-hmm.
0: they make this shit run.
1: <laughs> um, they do. They, okay. But
0: outside of that, like birthdays, I'm like, I cheat birthdays so I, I put the staff together we do like this I put a whole little um, like secret staff thing together so it's on the staff mm-hmm. members to kind of do the birthday things because I'm just not good at it uh,
1: okay.
0: I've had people leave and people are, like, are you gonna throw me a party and I'm like for what like that's that's me like that's the weakness yeah. of me like why <laughs> for what um, yeah. not, not, not not like just completely oblivious to the fact that yo they they did they, do they great work for you and here, you probably like, should right. send them. Yeah, you should send them off. <laughs> so I be like, if y'all want to, yeah, go ahead, y'all do it. But it's, it's never, it never came from me, and it's a weakness. Like I tell people all, of, like I know that's a weakness of mine. Um, yeah, it's just a no, blind I mean. spot that I have, uh, and I know people need recognition, and I just don't do a good job of that. So I commend hey. you for even when somebody saying no you're still like nah you deserve something Mm -hmm.
1: here's what i'll say though so you 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 talked about your admin and how they're the the heart of everything so if that's your weakness um it is a weakness of mine too at times and so what i do is while i don't have a direct admin i have a shared admin with one of my directors because we're in the same uh physical office space and so what i do is (laughs) i'll ask her hey can you keep up with the birthday calendar Can you keep up with, you know, who's leaving, who's going and all that kind of stuff like that? If people are leaving and going, you can use your purchasing card to get them some stuff. And then I'll give you a cost center to reconcile it under, or you can use, you know, this cost center to reconcile that with your P card and stuff like that. So, I mean, at our level, right? Like, naturally that would be something that we just we we don't have a lot of time to consider or do because we have institutional priorities that we're trying to make happen and so i think that is something that uh you could do to possibly mitigate that that particular challenge um if you haven't already thought about it because of course this this ain't like rocket science or groundbreaking <laughs> <Yeah>. shit right <laughs>
0: yeah like I said, I put it on the staff. Like I put the staff together, we uh we fill out this form online. You get your secret, mm-hmm. you get your you get your staff member, you get their birthday. Uh-huh. It's on you to plan Boom. something for their birthday, right? Like, because I I don't keep up with the birthday. They put a birthday calendar on my wall, all these things, and I just i like, oh yeah, that is your it is their birthday today. Damn it, I ain't do nothing. So oh. it's a weakness. Okay. Um. Fair enough. So, I want to end this episode um, with this with this article from the Huffington Post, mm-hmm. and it's ten questions to ask your your. Um, it's a ten question for your relationship audit. So, like at the end of the year, you know we we do audits, right? Mm-hmm. So, the, essentially, in this article, it's like there's ten questions you should ask your partner. Or even just close friends, I would say some of these questions can apply to, like people in your circle, as y'all are yeah. trying to move into the new year and and forward thinking and planning and, and trying to be better, better, better selves, better partners, right, better people. So okay. I'm going to drop these 10 um, so our, our listeners can have these 10 questions. You can try to engage in these ten questions. I'm debating it because I I know one that's gonna come up that might start an argument. And <laughs> I'm like, I don't know okay. if you want to ask that question. But they're good questions. All right. Okay. And we'll go there. And you can tell me what you think about these questions. So the first one is asking your partner or your friend, is there something you want to invest in this year?
1: That's a good one.
0: That's right? a good one. That's a, yeah, because it could be a stock, it could be company, right? But it's 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 for another stream of income, right? Something that's going to better y'all off in the long run. So I was like, oh, that's a really good question and really get you to think and, and research some stuff um, versus a, just a base level um, superficial question or conversation to have. Gotcha. This is this is one that I know will, will, will cause an argument in my household because it'll probably be directed towards me. Is there a spinning habit you want to change?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to leave that one alone. <laughs> because that, that
0: one that one quickly turns into there's a spending habit you need to change
1: <laughs> right exactly and usually i'm the so my partner manages our uh he he i mean my partner works in procurement so like naturally you know he knows how to like manage money all that kind of stuff like that mm-hmm. however my partner is not great with shopping because mm-hmm. he loves shopping like he like he likes opening gifts he likes opening presents he likes opening things it's like i come home and see a an asos package or this package or that package every goddamn day and he <laughs> loves the excitement of opening this package that he knows what the hell is in it but still love gets a high for opening it up anyway and having new stuff and so my thing would be i'm the fiscal conservative in the house i'm like stop spinning that shit. don't buy that <laughs> but then I'm also the gadget buyer in our house too. I buy gadgets and I need to, yeah, that's one of my habits. I need to so,
0: <laughs> so I, I got a. I got a solution for one and just the, the excitement of opening stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's not even mine. I got it from Cat Williams years, years ago.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He had this uh, joke where he was like, for Christmas, he only buy toys from the 99 cent store. Uh-huh. He's like, because what kid is not going to be happy opening a hundred gifts? Boom! <laughs> So, now the head gonna every pop day. Up two
1: days later, yeah, <laughs> the like, they're they gonna, stop playing, anyway. they gonna right. stop playing with it
0: anyway. They're gonna stop playing with it anyway. So, the excitement is the opening. So, get your partner something every day from nine <laughs> from the mm-hmm. dollar and more store. I think they call them themselves now because nothing in that store is ninety nine cent anymore, which is crazy. Um, yep. As there we, we talked about inflation. Um, this one um, for, for our spiritual folks or those in a spiritual community, do you feel connected to your spiritual community or your spiritual beliefs? Um, okay. Try, trying to re-engage there. Are there any beliefs you've been struggling with?
1: Mm, okay.
0: Alright. Is there anything new you want to try sexually?
1: Oh. I got a couple.
0: <laughs> but it's a good question because it like, it's a great question especially for for people who've been in relationships for a really long time right so mm-hmm. me and my wife celebrated our 10-year anniversary we've been together for about 15 16 Ooh. years okay right I, so um what is something that you have really enjoyed sexually with me
1: okay yeah
0: um, do you feel like you're getting enough one-on-one time with me or if it's applicable, the family, the kids, our friends, right? Like are, are, am I investing enough time? Are we investing enough time in each other? And, and what's important? Uh, what so, is something I did this last year that made you feel supported?
1: Okay.
0: And off and on the back end, is it something that I did that didn't make you feel supported? Right? Like, Ooh. so we can improve, prove those pieces. Uh, how are you feeling about your body? How can I help you with your relationship to your body uh, okay. versus like attacking their deficiencies at their body by asking them to point those things out and how they feel about it? And, and if they feel good, great. If they don't, how can you support it? You got to be got to be careful with that one. because bringing that up. They're going to assume you like, what are you saying? I'm fat.
1: <laughs> right, right.
0: <laughs> and this and this, this other one is the same along line, Like, is there a health goal that that will be beneficial that we do together, though? Like mm, okay. what can we do together, and it's not it's not just like working out together. It can be eat less sugar, let's reduce our alcohol intake. let's take more walks right like what 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 can that be? It doesn't always necessarily have to be like let's get on this diet together right let's what can we do to be more healthy mm-hmm. So. okay, and those are those ten questions. please okay. ask your people about them. Is there anything you wanna discuss before I hop off this microphone today?
1: No, nah, brother, that's it. Just take care of your mental health. Take care of each other. Take care of yourself because that is important in this clusterfuck of a society that we have going on. Uh, we are spinning on this ball of dumpster doom every day, and I just want you all to, you know, just take full advantage of the capabilities and the, the things that you all have in life and also, you know, help others be great because it costs nothing to be kind to people.
0: That's nothing it. at all.
1: Yeah.
0: And for one half of the Educated Foods is Dr. J. And
1: I'm your other half, Jarrell. Peace, everybody.